Put your two hands on the hurl podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. I hope you're all well. I'm your host this week, PJ Mills, and I'm joined as always by the three musketeers, or if that's the only way I can call them. Firstly, we have a man that speaks French as fluently as spelled by Trotter and enjoys a drunken sailor as much as sand in the crack. Mulnavat's ambassador to Belgium, Mark Ryan. How's things, Mark? Hi, hi. How are we, lads? How are we getting on? I'm very, very hot at the moment, not going to lie. So the weather over here is crazy. <laughs> Next, we have a man who is clever and witty, and I could go on and on, except I couldn't understand the rest of his text message. The one and only Anthony Cullerton. How's things, Ant? Not too bad, no lads, not too bad. Just recovering from a throat infection this week. But uh, other than that, I'm, uh, I'm in good form. So the tablets are working. So not for the first time. <laughs> Give up and do <laughs> And last but not least, I introduce a man who likes to rock long and hard and enjoys nothing more than Jacqueline Nabal. Liam O'Neill, how's things, Liam? <laughs> not too bad, DJ. Just as you said, I'm actually just off the rugby pitch. Just finished training. <laughs> In here, jump in the shower, here I am. Uh, lads, we're going to discuss um, soccer in the podcast this week, the return of the Champions League, and that was featuring in, in the latter stages of that. But what do you think of the clear out in Chelsea? I mean, is it good business or is Lampard laying down a stall? Well, he wants to kind of put his own uh, stamp on the club. And so you can't really blame him from that though. But from the looks of it, like it's going to be quite interesting. I'm, I'm going to be quite curious what they're going to, what you're going to do. There's a lot of players there, you know. So yeah, like the one that surprised me was Willian. I have to be honest. I know he's 31, 32 years of age now, but he was one of the club's best players this season. And to let him go, I thought was a little bit strange. Now I know they have some really good youngsters coming in next season, so that might um, obviously uh, you know help. But you never know how how they're going to behave or you never know how they're going to get on, you know, first year in the Premier League and stuff. So it is a bold move, but I mean, I think the one thing that kind of Frank has, he's galvanised by the Chelsea fans because they love him. And until things are really going sour, I don't think they're going to turn on him. It's a good business, lads, though. I mean, if you compare them, like we discussed Liverpool earlier in, in a couple of earlier podcasts, I mean, Anthony had had more information on this, but just doing a little bit of research. I mean, the players that they're on about selling, they pay three hundred and four million for. They're selling them for two hundred and twenty million. They're not going well in the Premier League. Not going well in Europe. That's a loss of eighty-four million. Can they? Will the club and the fans actually trust them? Is this really good business? Like, you see, what they're looking at is they're getting into more stuff. It's definitely worth money. The team's yet is not always in fact happens for. I'm very fascinated with him. But I guess what, I think that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to clear out the club and get in and kind of just kind of get in a lot of fresh faces, young and really that's what, that's what I think. Now. I could be wrong now, Anthony. But. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, Lampard clearly sees a lot of potential in the youngsters at Chelsea and is looking to kind of maybe clear it away from them a little bit, I think, um, with some, especially when you look at the likes of. It's reportedly ten players are talking about selling Rudiger and Christensen included in that, like their centre back partnership. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's a bold move, and I suppose time will tell whether it's good business or not. But I mean, if they sold those ten players and got in, what was the TJ two hundred and something million you were saying there? Yeah, two hundred and twenty million. It's an article I just read. Three. Yeah, like it's 
paid two twenty sell. Yeah, but like it's 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 a war chest to go into the summer with. Then if you get rid of those ten players during the transfer window, which goes on till October this year, so it's going to be a lot longer because we haven't even started really yet. Like it's only open a couple of days, but um, it's going to be very interesting to see who he gets back in with that money if they can recoup what they hope they can recoup for those players. And in today's transfer market, people are paying silly money for average players, so it wouldn't be surprising if they got that sort of cash. It's just yeah. and I bring Anthony in on this, uh, or sorry, Liam in on this. If you say the, the danger of when you say teams are successful or that many people were saying is about Liverpool, and I'm not just bringing up Liverpool. If you disjoint, like selling too many players and buying in too many players, you can disjoin things. Do you take that to this per- perspective of the dressing room? Is it good to have so many new faces there or so many old faces going out the window? Like, what do you think, Liam? Is it, would you like to be in the Chelsea dressing room with players that you barely know? And lads that you might have been good friends with gone. Yeah, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there, Tage. Because, uh, like, obviously it lets upset few, like a good few players there, like that. Like, you're bringing in so many new players, um, and like as you said, they're they're trying to bring in kind of younger players, is it? Yeah, academy players seem to be kind of getting promoted. Um, it seems yeah. at the moment like you think it likes Reach James and 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 Mason Mount and so on. Yeah. Yeah, so like, if you take it that they're bringing up all kind of the younger players, are they going to have too young a squad to perform at that level? Like, do they need to bring in some kind of bigger faces there, or older lads there that know how to lead a team? You know, because like, if they just bring up academy players, like I know it's not against the academy players, but like they haven't played at this level, and they they won't know how to perform if they don't have one of the older guys on the pitch to lead them or to tell them or that kind of thing because like other than that like as you said it's going to be very disjointed and like there's going to be no kind of camaraderie or morale in that changing room yeah no sorry yeah I just think if you have I think every team needs two or three kind of older guys that know what the crack is they're not afraid to tell you you ain't doing your job, you ain't doing your job, you ain't doing your job. Yo, you need a lot of lads to kind of tell you to step up your game and that kind of crack, you know? That's the thing with Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not really sure if they have those type of players anymore. Like you said, William. William's probably been their most consistent player in the last six or so. How long has he been there? He's been there probably about eight years now. But he's oh, been nearly about eight years. Like, fabulous for those eight years. I, would, I, I love him when he came from Anzi, fucking what, man, McLellan or whatever. Over in Russia, like, I, I love. I thought he was fantastic over there. I, I, he's a player I always kind of wanted though. But like, it's like what senior players do they kind of have at the moment? Like, cause I can't really think of any now. Of like, to be honest, because if they're getting rid of like, like some not to get Nicolo Cante and Jorginho, like they'd be kind of their older players and Marcus Alonso. Like, yeah, head, as I, for the Quetta as well, would have been kind of the, the real, the only yeah, leader you could really, really say they have, yeah, you know. So pretty much. Pretty much. That's the thing. Like, you have a lot of new players coming in, and like uh, the teams play on chemistry. Like, and new players, it takes a while. You know, you know, some players they come in, they take a while. Look at Mohamed Salah. He went to Chelsea, and he didn't work out. He just couldn't do it. He went off for a few seasons, came back to Liverpool, and he played fabulous. Like some players, it's the risk to take. Some players just don't. They want to buy in. Some they just don't work out. Like, it's it, it's risky. Is it yeah. the book? Yeah. As well, lads. I mean, Frank Lampard, new manager in there. I know he's trying to put his stall down there. He's a fan favorite. 
is it the thing that he's kind of maybe not accepting responsibility himself? He's saying here, look at who I have to work with. I'm going to do a clear out, bring in new players. As Mark said there, and I mean, Liverpool were victims of it for a while. I mean, players, you buy in players and they mightn't show up there. I mean, Robbie Keane, to be an example, came in, had his most disappointing time at Liverpool. Is that the danger? Is he, is he kind of putting too much into it? I mean, is he kind of passing the book and saying, here, look at who I had to work with? I think so. I'm not sure. I mean, like, I'll be very brief with this, but I mean, like, it's the same as any manager when they originally take over a club. You, you know, I mean, you look at Jorgen Klopp, how many Liverpool players were there when he came. You know what I mean? He's changed the team around pretty much. You look at sort of um, uh, uh, Pep Guardiola at City. You know what I mean? It's um, Arteta starting that process at Arsenal. You know, it's, it is. It's a manager coming in, wants to put his proper stamp on the team, full transfer window now to work with over the next couple of months. I don't think he's exactly saying we only finished fourth or fifth because of because of who I have. I think he's kind of saying, look, these are the people we can do without and we can get in better and really challenge for a title. That's my two cents in it anyway. I know it makes a lot of sense, Anthony. It makes a lot of sense. And if you compared, I mean, there's word came out of Dortmund there last week. I mean, the the profit, the, the kind of the profit they made for the players. Are they an example there? In other words, to do kind of the Jurgen Klopp on it, they do the same. Yeah, well, I mean, Dortmund's... Go on there, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead, Lee. Go ahead, what were you saying? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, like, do you think uh, this is going to be a benchmark now? There's going to be a few teams that'll do a clear out and try bring in new players and try to do a, a big kind of rebuild? Do you think that's going to be the way? Probably because, because of COVID-19, like, uh, like transfers are going to be quite interesting transfers coming in, so it's a lot of teams will be um, utilising their youth system. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I mean, you know, just what TJ mentioned, Dortmund, I mean, their transfer policy is insane. I mean, the scouting system to have at the club is unbelievable. You look at bringing in a Bamiang, Dembele, pull a Sixers, an academy player, Mkhitaryan, and selling them all on for big money. Sancho, now rumours, going to United, again, bought in for, for very small money and now being sold for potentially 90, million. Like, you know, they're, they're incredible when it comes to getting value in the market. And I, I think it does show there are quality players out there if your scouting system is good enough. And time will tell whether the managers in the Premier League have good enough scouts to bring in players that can really take it to Liverpool. I know it's a very interesting point. I believe, lads, we're going to set a challenge for Liam for the coming season. It's actually amazing. We're just after finishing one Premier League season and we're already looking forward to the transfer window, which is open, and the return of the Premier League and, of course, the charity shield coming up. I believe we have a challenge that we're going to set lean for the coming year. I'm excited about this, lads. Like, I'm not, I'm never excited about football or soccer, but I'm excited until about now. this, lads. Until now, until now. <laughs> so, boys, who's, so who's taking the lead, boys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so organised here, like you know what I mean? Like just silence. Like no one wants to take it on. <laughs> Which are, challenge? Well, I, I can't introduce my own challenge, lad. So he need someone else needs to take this. I got TG, you're the presenter. Hope. I think TJ is the presenter. I think you should really take control of this situation. I think. I think letting, yeah, yeah. TJ, you're letting the side down here. Like, come on, man, get your get your head in the game. Get you're the finger ramble, TJ. Come on, TJ. Come on. <laughs> to be a good presenter is sharing the workload. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Delegate, 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 delegate. Okay, so the challenge, I thought other lads would say it, but it looks like I'm on my own here, lads. The one thing. <laughs> We're going to set Liam a team to follow for the upcoming Premier League. And we're discussing it for a while. Liam didn't know what was going on in the background. So, Anthony, what team are we going to give Liam to follow? Is it going to be Liverpool, reigning champions? No, that'd be too easy. (laughs) Tramier Rovers, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Port Vale. No, we're going to give him a a very promising team, a team that's done remarkably well this season, to be fair. Uh, We're going to give Man United, I'm I'm messing. Uh, No, we're giving Liam, uh, we're going to give Liam Wolves to follow. Because uh, we think Wolves are a team on the up, and something special could be happening at that club. I think. And I think um, they're a club that, like, no, everyone likes. To be honest, they just have that weird aura around them. I don't think anyone yeah, hates them. Just, really. No, and I think a lot of people like the manager there. You know, Nuno Espirito Santos is very likable kind of guy. He came from very modest backgrounds. You know, appreciates the position he has in football now, and I think it's uh, it's easy to get in behind that club. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, they're 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 an attractive uh, club for any neutral. Yeah, well, so, let's hope congratulations, Liam. Sign out, lads. Yeah, excited. You're a Wolverine from now on. Yeah, I am now, yeah. I, I've, lit- I've just went to Instagram. I've given them a follow already, lads. Challenge Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the next challenge is to get a tattoo of their crest. On yeah. your face. On my face. <laughs> right under your forehead. Don't... No, no, I don't do it. I'll shave my beard. I'll get it done under my beard and then I'll grow back my beard. <laughs> grow back over again, yeah. That works, that works. So we're happy, happy. We're going to follow up with Liam in the coming weeks once the Premier League season kicks off again. And we see from, in other words, a person that wouldn't know much about the club, as he says, just follow the Instagram there. And we see how, or sorry, Wolves uh, progress through the season. Uh, going to move on to a bit of GA news, lads, um, kind of incorporating a lot of sports into this this week. Um, I'm not sure I say most of you be aware. Do you know 2020 was meant to be the year for to increase participation in women's sports, increase coverage, um, try and get new members in uh, to sports across all grades, not just GA, camogie or ladies football, of course, soccer and every other women's sport. With the current situation, um, we're not going to go into it, but the current COVID-19 situation, they, an awful lot of GA clubs and county boards are after taking the initiative to, as the capacity is still 200 people can go, they're streaming the game, certain games across the board. And I just wanted to get your view. That is not happening in, across women's sports. I mean... The FA, sorry, the League of Ireland have streaming service, and as I was saying, there's a brilliant service for GEA, but there's absolutely nothing for women's sports, say ladies football, camogie, or um, the women's soccer is going to return shortly as well. Just want to get your views on it. I mean, 2020, is it a year that's gone? Pretty much. Like, the fact that you brought that up and I haven't really heard about it, it kind of says it all, and it's kind of sad that it's like that. My opinion, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel kind of strongly about this, I'll be honest. Like, I mean, I, I really think the women have been let down here. I mean, I'm not saying it's brownie points, but I mean, like, you know, I mean, come on. Like, I mean, we had, we had a, it's a different sport, let's be honest. But look, we had a women's World Cup last year, which was a fantastic success. It brought the women's game mainstream. And you have the likes of the Ireland soccer team, the Ireland hockey team doing really well as well at the moment. 
you know, a lot of a camogie on, you know, it's, it should be promoting these sports. I mean, they're fabulous to watch. I mean, just because the guy is fair enough, might be a little bit more physical, but I, I, I challenge anyone that, that, the camo- that women's sports is just as entertaining. Just well, I disagree with that, no. I actually disagree with that. Uh, men's are more physical. I've been to a lot of uh, uh, football games, like senior for women, and by God, it, 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 they, they bait each other. It, oh, no, I, I, yeah, no, I've no doubt about that. I'm not saying they're, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, people seem to think, have this impression that, you know, men's sports is the ultimate of a sport, but it's not. I mean, the women's is just as entertaining, if not more so. You know, they're often higher scoring games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I actually agree. I, they were quite, they are, they are very good. Like, yeah. No, it's, um, they definitely have been let down, in my opinion, anyway, this year. Like, you know, oh, and it's, God, it's kind of, oh, uh, especially GA, I mean, looking close to home, I mean, I know the, 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 there's still that argument going on, isn't there, with the GA and the women's GA and whether they should be amalgamated for separate organisations, all this kind of stuff. But I mean, it, regardless, if you're promoting a sport, you promote a sport, men and women's. I mean, again, sorry to go back to soccer, but I mean, you look there this week, uh, the FA announced that the Women's Charity Shield will be on the same day as the Men's Charity Shield in Wembley. So, you know, it's going to be, you know what I mean? That's a big thing for their for, for the women's game over there. You know, it's, 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 it's brilliant. And it's about time. I mean, it, it should have been done years ago, but finally someone's woke up and said, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Women's sports matters too, which it does. I know, being honest, lads, uh, Brendan Leem here on this um I, I'm biased on this. I'm involved in coaching Camogie um, for the past five, six years and then trying to I'll teach it. publicize it as much as I can in the time. Okay, but what, like, I can speak from a GA perspective completely, but what would, say, the increase in coverage for women's rugby lean? What would that do for the sport? Say, the likes of Kilkenny, who have a very successful women's team, Kilkenny Rugby Club. What would it do, say, the increase in coverage? What do you feel that, say, the, that would kind of boost the sport compared to the men's? I'm telling you what, lads. If you got increased coverage on any sport or level of women's sport, you will get a 100 times more youth players coming into the system. Because the more you see something, the more you say to yourself, oh, shit, I want to try that. Yeah, like that was the only reason I picked I picked up hurling. I, I seen, you know, a fucking young chap see me out. I'd watch a match on the telly, and I was like, "Just yeah, sure, I'd love to give the guy give that a whack." Like, and I did. And it was the same then when it came to to rugby or to boxing or any other sport. It was like I seen it on the telly first. I see me out. I watch it on the telly. I said, "Yeah, sure, I'd love to give that a go." So I think that's it. That's it exactly. Yeah. Look at Katie Taylor when she when she started doing really well. Like boxing and women's boxing, like the attendance skyrocketed. Like, so the- you, you, need, you need a role model. I mean, it're, it's like women's football is correspondent. You know, I didn't, yeah, you know, the likes of Van Downey, Breach Corkery inside in, in, in Camogie and football as well. And, you know, like you need a, ro- a role model to, to progress the sport. I mean, Alison Miller, for instance, with, with, with Irish rugby, you know what I mean? Um, again, seeing you need girls like that you- doing amazing work. Inspires I don't know. I kind of disagree. I kind of disagree with that. Like, you don't necessarily need a role model. You just needs to be publicized. And look at Kay Taylor. She was publicized absolutely immensely, and she just became a role model because of that. That's what. Yeah. That's what needs to. Be, it just needs to be publicized better. Bleem didn't have a role model when he was looking at the hurl, and he just saw it publicized, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that would go." Kay Taylor. She wasn't a role model. She was just publicized, and then yeah. became one. Bleem was watching me playing junior C and says, "I have to have a bit of that." 
I need I need a bit of that. I'd yeah. love to break that man up. I'll wear her laughing by. Any man no, I've marked is still marked. I, I don't mean to be controversial here uh, before we move yes, on. Yes, you do. But is top <laughs> but, is but, there we go, TJ. But. but no, no, no. It's a, a statement. And hopefully it's. <laughs> hopefully it's yeah. is, it a cop- <laughs> is it a cop out with current? In fair play to TG Carr, the coverage they do for ladies' football is immense. I mean, so, uh, yeah. days and being honest, and then the reruns of it as well. Is it a cop out in the current climate that the GA can say, and this isn't against the GA because the GA make their facilities available, and I, I always had the height of praise, and without that cooperation and the, the profile of having Croke Park for finals and everything is amazing. But is it a situation that maybe the ladies' organisations themselves have to say here, we're going to do what the GEA are doing instead of waiting for someone to come and do it. Like I was saying, the GEA, or, uh, GEA county boards are doing it. Leash have their own television, Leash GEA TV. Kilkenny have a brilliant setup with Yo Sport and other counties as well. Is it a situation that the ladies' organisations are going to have to say here, we're going to try and stream games ourselves? Yeah, you have to like you have to be proactive rather than reactive. Like especially if you're trying to promote a sport, you know where things are always changing. You always want to be ahead of the curve. You want to set the trend instead of follow a trend. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. you, you. They need to say like, like obviously like if it's not being done for them, get out and do it themselves. You know, set it up that they're streaming it live on YouTube or whatever, and and just make it available. Yeah, I mean, like, the, ultimately it comes down, it, it, you know, we need to promote these athletes. I mean, we have incredible, you know, female athletes in this country in every sport. Like, it's not segregate GAA or soccer or anything like that. We have incredible female athletes in this country and in, in, in every country. The organisations that represent those ladies need to get out there and get the media behind them and get promoting. Because once people start getting a bit of promotion behind them and getting more exposure, it'll rally. It has to because it's just as entertaining to watch the men's. It is, it is. Like the skill level is unbelievable, if not better. Yeah, no. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Definitely, like I was saying, I'm bi- uh, be biased in it, but personally, like being involved in with teams, I know exactly the preparation that they put in. I mean, if you have girls that are playing both club and county, it's they're no difference between say the men's setup and the women's i mean they're trained four or five six times a week there's gym sessions that have to be done there are the as Liam had no proper preparation proper hydration everything i mean it isn't just this it isn't just a hobby nearly anymore it's nearly like a, a second job in a sense that goes into it and that's why i felt strongly i mean it's great like i was saying having the coverage of it but when you're tr- you put out and you have big publicity, twenty twenty the year for women's sports. I don't know. I, I, my personal view on it. I think the current crisis might be a copy that they can say here. We can't do anything this year with the current setup. Uh, but we move on slightly and uh, before we take our well deserved, I think, tea break or halftime break. Oh no, I'd love a break, man. <laughs> in the shower. In the shower. I think Lee wants another Kearney's going. 
Oh, you can never go wrong with a curly scone. I might have an old Belgian waffle, lads. I don't know. Boys, I'm so jealous. Ha, boys. I might get two. Other GA news this week is I'm not sure if you heard Paul Clark, um, who was involved with Jim Gavin and took over the Dublin team when Jim Gavin wasn't available, say, during the O'Byrne Cup with the Dublin senior footballers is after stepping away, citing that he doesn't have the same role he used to have. He's after kind of taking, he's kind of after taking a step back from coaching, kind of a forced step back. What do you think, lads? Is like Dublin's performance in the league this year's kind of hot and cold? Is it Desi Farrell trying to set out his stall saying here, I want a new setup, I want to put me stamp down on this? I No, well, I mean, look, uh, I think, I mean, Desi's his own man and, and has been since the start. Um, I think it's very much a case of he wants to put his stamp on it. If you leave everybody in the same roles since the Kim Gavin era and they go and win the All-Ireland again, people will say, well, sure, look, I mean, Desi Farrell didn't have to do anything. I mean, you know, it was a... A ship that could run itself, you know. I think he's coming in there. He's putting in his own people where he wants them. Um, it will be a very different year for Dublin. Dublin are vulnerable this year. They've amazing talent, and they are by far the best team in the country. But lost him, Gavin. Now they've lost um, um, Jack McCaffrey. Um, sorry, yeah, it was a player I was looking for. Yeah, and now Clark as well. Like so, they're kind of they've. Um, your little, uh, your little crush. My little man crush, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man crush, he's a, he's a fucking beast, so I wouldn't be calling him little, but uh, yeah, um, uh-huh. he's uh, a... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lay it in, boys, lay it in, lay it in, lay it in. I'll get Jack after you. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, like, look, in all seriousness, I, I do think it's Desi putting his stamp on the uh, the team and doing it his own way. And I don't think that's going to change. Is it a big gamble, uh, gamble though, Anthony, before we take a break now? Is it a gamble in a sense that, I mean, Stephen Kenny's doing it with the Irish soccer setup as well, and there are people saying they're for and against it. If it backfires, if it's a situation that, the, the, like, supporters can say at the end of the year, if they don't win all Ireland, Usher, Paul Clark walked away, like, is it. Is it a dangerous thing to kind of, if, what would you say, disrupt the winning formula? I know you want to put your own stamp on it, but is it dangerous? Like, Of course it's dangerous, but I mean, it's it's sort of a thankless challenge anyway what Desi Farrell's taken on because he's taken on the best team in the country. So if he wins, he's expected to win. If he loses, he's a failure. So like, it's... It's it's a poison challenge. He's taken over from a person that's renowned as one of the best football coaches we've had ever in this country. So yeah. it's a bit like it's a it's a bit like someone taking over from Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool or or you know, um someone taking over from Sir Alex Ferguson. You know what I mean? You're you're taking over from a really, really top top level manager who had this thing running and running well. So if you don't put your own stamp on it, you're going to be trying to constantly fit the old formula. And I don't think that works because at the end of the day, Jim Gavin and Desi Farrell are two very different people. So, um, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I think I don't think it's a bad move. I think if he puts his own stamp on it and he runs it the way he wants it, he might be more successful that way. Oh, no, I can't disagree with you on that, Anthony. I, I thought it was an interesting uh, article before the championship um, 
before the championship started in October. But on that note, finishing on GEA, I think we deserve a half-time break. But oh, thank God. Anyone have Carnish gone, boys? Carnish gone? Um, I need a shower. The weather over here is consistently 36 degrees and I am sweating every day. Getting three hours, three hours a day, I swear to God. That's a lovely week to have It's going to halftime. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, Mark, I die over there because like, it's 20 oh, degrees man, here. Man. It's 20 degrees here and I'm going through about five shots a day. Oh, stop. Oh, man. Man, I know. <laughs> Look. It's, it has to be like living in a sauna. Oh, it's pretty, it's pretty much like it's so. <laughs> like my socks and underwear and t-shirts have been changed three times a day. You have to, you have to. You just don't function. Welcome to my. Welcome but it's to actually my world, tomorrow. Man. The weather is actually starting to decrease from tomorrow. There's going to be a couple of thunderstorms next week in a few days, so it's going to be quite fun. It was so weird the way the weather is now. Um, there's a thunderstorm there. Uh, Friday. Oh no, sorry, today is Thursday. There's a thunderstorm on Tuesday, and the amount of people that went outside into the city and just stood in the rain because like. It was just so hot the last two weeks. And people just love the show. And in breaking news, guys, the sun is shining in the summer and it's hot. Yeah, it's not meant to be this hot in Belgium. That's what we can take from that last five minutes of complaining and bitching and moaning from the two of you. Grow up, change your clothes if you need to change them, and get on with life. All right, lads? Right. And we have to break. I'm running out of clothes, Anto. Anthony, Mimi, Mimi, I think it's stronger than a cup of tea. Talk to you in Talk to you then, boys. Welcome back after that break. I hope you're all well. Did you enjoy that tea break, lads? Or did you have something stronger? I have to get another shower. I have to get another shower because you took so long and I am waiting to go downstairs for a pint. I was going to say the smell of links Africa there's it's coming over the call like yeah, Jesus fuck fair play, fair play to you yeah <laughs> anyway there are two hands in the hurl anyway <laughs> oh <laughs> it was the pun anyway fun lads to the most famous highball I think everyone that talks to me about the podcast talks about the highball so the pressure was on after the the highballs that you done over the weeks lads so I was chatting to a friend of mine the other day, and <laughs> this is one of Mark's friends. I love that. And because I had a friend, like so. Anyway, we're chatting and we're we're on about lockdown and all of that, and we're on about the the crack we have on nights out and everything. And we started chatting about what we don't miss from a night out, or uh, pet peeves, in other words. So we decided on one. So I said I fired out there and see what you think. Uh, the pet peeve we came up with is you get into a round, you're on a night out, you get into a round, and one person in the round doesn't buy back. What do you do? Should you confront them, or do you just ignore them? Well, like in my experience, you just kind of like. You rip the piss out of basically, and you kind of yeah, yeah that kind of for it's like a nice way of kind of like forcing them into doing it, like, like come on, lad, come on, what are you doing, come on, lad, you know, you big eejit or you know something like that, like you wouldn't directly go, oh, come on, grow up, ah, pay your point, cop on yourself, you know what I mean, like it'd be a nice way of doing it though, but like that's a wide approach. Now the way I was looking at it and bringing Ian on it is the price of drink. 
but is it a situation if someone can't afford to buy a rain back, they shouldn't be involved in a round in the first place? Like, yeah, that's an interesting point there too. Like, you can have a, like we we've had situations in back at home, like where we all went out. I'm sure, like there's there was always a situation where maybe one person wasn't working, they lost their job, and like the seat thing is like if you're really friends with them, like you'd know that and you wouldn't care really. Like, like it isn't like you look after them, like so. Like if that's the case, like and if you throw it from that perspective, like you should be understanding, like. But if if you put the other side where he does have money, it's kind of you know, like, come on. Like, like. There's a system that I call rounds etiquette, right? And it consists of basically being upward. If you don't want to be involved in a round, you say it at the start of the night and you stay the fuck out of it, right? Yeah. But if you get involved in rounds, then you're in. And if you don't buy one. Well, I can tell you from round cameras here, you'd be eight in a fucking hurl, boys. You'd be absolutely corporate punishment or capital punishment, boys. I tell you, you'd be executed on the spot if you didn't buy round back. You can tell you boys are far too soft there. Oh, you, you know, you'd, you'd leer them. Oh, Lord. Lads, if a buy doesn't buy your own back, chances war. war. Fucking easy to, say, easy to say that over in the Queen County, boy. Come to Mons and say that to me, fucking face. I, I just laughed. I'd have no butter. <laughs> I'd go over there and I'd ram a waffle down your neck. Well, you had to stay here for 14 days then. I would stay there. I, well, I, then, I, then I think he'd ram 14 waffles on your neck. Why I would have. Yeah, <laughs> I'd put one down his neck every hour if I could. To ask, like, yeah, <laughs> and I will take that waffle. Yeah, I bet you take that waffle off me, but you know what? Lick my fingers wouldn't, after it as well. Wouldn't even have to chew, huh? Not at all. Not at all, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give it to me. Get me. Uh, it's I an interesting to. one though it's not always because like we've all been in it like, like there's always times where like it comes to the end of the night and say everyone's bought like two rounds and then there's one guy who's bought one like that's a different scenario like you're leaving for the night just someone gets lucky and they don't have to buy a second round that's kind of different yeah, that's like, but, yeah. like I didn't know Potter with buys and it's often happened with us I've done it myself as well like when, when you know when I wasn't working years ago and stuff and I'd, I'd be going out there and I'd just go like lads up you know I, I, I just I stay to myself that's alright and there's no bother like you know what I mean there's no hassle at all but like I, I don't I, I think if you get involved in rounds then you should buy one back it's only right so don't stay out of them or get into them one or the other you have an option but don't be sort of like I'll get a few handy drinks off the boys here and say nah because I, I don't know like just, that doesn't sit well with me really What do you think Liam? Is it bad etiquette, etiquette or is it just being stingy? I just I think it's shocking, isn't it? Like if you're going for rounds, right? If if it's going for rounds and you say you're in, you're in. There's no backing out of that. Rounds is rounds. But then like as you said, if you if you're if you think your boy doesn't have money, but like if he's there for rounds, like and he's going to drink on his own, right? But like he's probably going to drink at the same pace as the lads yeah. that's there. So like he's buying his point at the same time. As the lads, where like if he was just going for rounds, he'd probably still just spend the same amount. Like, even if, like, you know, if it was just the four of us, right? And we sat down for an hour and we had four points, but I didn't go for rounds, but I sat down and still had four points. I'm still spending my 20 quid. Yeah, but there's respect of spending like five euro, I go and then spend one big lump sum and at, at, one, at, same, at one time. Like, it's kind of like some people can't really uh, process that properly. Like you're going to spend it anyway, though, but it's like, go well, handing over 50 euro for 10 drinks and compared to hand over 5 euro over the Yeah, like if you buy four drinks, you're, you're, you're going to get four back, like if it's working that yeah. way, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. If, 
once I bring it to a new level, lads, the lads that are on pints on their round and they're on doubles are, say, gin and tonics or something on someone else's round. Is that... Well, I tell you, I tell you what, no, TJ, they'd be fucking <laughs> picking me boot out of their arse. They'd, they'd be politely asked to shut the fuck up and take what they're given, and that'd be it, like. Exactly. So, less than that You start rounds, just it's the same thing for tonight, unless it's a group decision that we switch over. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If we're switch, if one person switches, we're all switching. Or if if one person wants to switch and we tell him no, he ain't switching. He's going. He's getting another fucking point, and he can yeah, he can like, drink it or he can leave it on the table, and I'll drink. You just want to grow. You just want to grow up, like, it's like a wedding there, like, you know, when you go to when you, you hear that the alcohol's paid for the dinner and some smart fucker straight away is, oh, yeah, give us a triple Jemison there, like, you know what I mean? And then they're like, well, no, like, it's only the wine is free. Oh, grand, I'll, I'll, I'll have Luke said so. You know what I mean? Like, just, there's always ways that I try and ride the system and, like, oh, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't stand for that shit. You just can't stand for that, like. So, Let's be honest here, though, lads. Wine drunk is next level drunk. Yeah, wine drunk is the equivalent of a night on cocaine, lads. I'm telling you, it's 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 not right. Like, there's there's something about wine. It's an evil bastard of a drink. Like, it sneaks up on you, lads. It does. <laughs> it's 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 you'd be sitting there. You'd be sitting there. You have two bottles of wine. You be feel grand. You go to stand up and you have to put your legs. You're like, just they're not working, lads. Exactly, yeah. It's snakes. It's it's the fucking. It's a stealthy sort of drunk, like you know what I mean. Like you know, it's hiding in camouflage, like behind the couch, behind the couch. And then when you stand up, like you fall flat first, scrape like the coffee. Yeah, and you go you, to like, the mirror and look at your feet, and they're all fucking red. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Why is this red stuff falling out of my mouth? Ooh, it tastes very like blood. Um. Yeah. It's uh, the wine is a is a evil whore of a drink. So it is evil. I don't know anyone drinks wine. Ah, uh, it's. It's just next level. But as you're on it, TJ, pet peeves when it's going for rounds. I have a massive one. It's one lad drinking faster than the table. All oh, those, like, yeah. Say so it was the four of us and the three of us are drinking and we have half a point gone and then we come to you, TJ, and you're nudging one of us. Yeah, the next round there, lads. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I Push fucking the pace. hate that. Well, I absolutely hate that. I won't lie, I've never done it. If you're in a round, I always... I, I, myself I would always kind of wait until others but they are sometimes you know that one or two pints go down really really nice and then you go into a third one and you're, kind of, you're firing them down your neck like but I know I'd agree completely with you Liam it's so is it like how would you address it like is it a thing that if it's persistent that they don't take the hints do you kind of ignore or do you just leave them there without a drink yeah, you simply tell them like yeah, I think yeah. As Ma- as Mark said it earlier, yeah, yeah, you coax it out of them without being a cunt. But like, yeah. you have to find the the lovely medium between saying it to him and burying a hurl down his fucking throat. Yeah, exactly. You you find the common ground somewhere between like saying this isn't good enough and sort of like you know full force blunt trauma to the back of the head. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of you have to find a medium ground between that. Like, and there's a fine line. There's a fine line between telling the lad, alright. You know what I mean? Like this, this isn't good enough. And then absolutely finding something as hard as you possibly can and baiting them with. And as Anthony said earlier, they don't know where that line is up in Cam Ross because you know, they just have holes uh, everywhere. No, no, no. I I know where that line is. I know where that line is, and so we all do. We all do. <laughs> just before we finish up, lads, one final query on it: Are they a maximum price on it? 
Like, say you could have one lad that he'd only say he wouldn't drink pints, or say to say a girl that wouldn't drink, say say a vodka and tonic, could be drinking like you're saying wine or something like that. Are they if if they drink a dearer drinks, then say the rest. Is that fair, or should they kind of say within the same limit? Do you mind? I don't, I don't know. But that, that's I wouldn't mind point. that. Like, I don't. Uh, I, I don't think I mind it. No, it wouldn't bother me really. I, I think, think that's like, very racist, TJ. I think that's very racist. And you went and all women drink wine and like oh, gin and tonics and stuff. No, Shocking racist. No, sexist. women over here. Shocking the sexist. Like, sorry, sexist as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a revelation to see. Go off on another tangent here, lads. Though a woman drinking a pint is sexy. Oh, hundred percent, lad. That's what I'm telling you. Well, lads, Belgium is so fucking popular. Lad. Like, you see a woman drinking oh, a pint of Guinness. Oh, me. Oh, I, I immediately will. Uh, just immediately a pint of Guinness. Just a pint. I tell you, boys, anyone that says Guinness, pint of cider point. or a pint of anything. Yeah, but like, there's Holy a pint. Then, if a woman pint drinks a pint of Guinness, is even that more? Ooh. ooh like yeah, that. it's just. Oh uh, my god. I don't mind, lads. Is if the, if they drink a pint, I am happy enough that like you'd be down on one knee nearly saying, right, lads, and commit it, and commit it now, like you know what I mean. So. Yeah. That's, that's a sign. <laughs> yeah, that's Mario, it, lads. That's a sign from the gods. Like, don't worry about your boyfriend standing next to you. He can go fuck himself. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're you're in there. Like, you know what I mean? So he's he's not drinking the pint. Like, it's, it's, it's the woman. No, he's allowed in the gin and tonic. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little <laughs> bitch. Just going to clarify that, lads. Just going to clarify. I'm fond of a gin and tonic as much as anyone. So, uh, yeah, so up. you're looking for the woman that drinks a pint. <laughs> oh, you yeah. you need someone to wear the pants. I mean, I mean, the gin and tonic could be going down on top of 15 pints, like, so it's something small. But... God, where are you only saying that now? EJ, yeah, 15 but... pints. You wouldn't drink 15 pints in a decade, so you wouldn't, let alone a night, like, for God's sake. Be realistic here. Well, like, yeah. got... two, two pints of gin and tonic. Oh, I'm off the bed, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't come near me for a week at least. This is a serious yeah. hangover I'm in for. Like, yeah, you just sort of... <laughs> oh, God. And people that don't buy rounds. No hands under hurl. People that buy back no. two hands under hurl, all agreed. Yeah. As I say, if if you're out, you're out. If you're in, you're in. That's all it. Yeah. All right. Rounds. Two hands under hurl, guys. Yeah. Fair. I think the next time, the next time we're all in the one spot, we all need our two hands under hurl. I think. Absolutely, so. absolutely, and, yeah. Well, we always would, lads. Yeah, that's it. And TJ is just not allowed his gin and tonic until we all make a group decision that we're all switching over. No, yeah, he's not allowed to gin and tonic until he has his 15 points. That, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Chalk it down, lads. Chalk it down. <laughs> Challenge <laughs> accepted, so CJ. Two oh, <laughs> Hands on the Hurl podcast goes to Brussels just for DJ. That's something. you, lads. You love yeah, it. Challenge. Well, Mons, Mons, not Brussels. Mons. Oh, actually, look. What's the difference, eh? It's all in your like say. I'd just like to say at this point, two hands in a horror podcast does always stress drink responsibly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. We, of course. We, we don't. We don't. But drink. you should drink responsibly. No, definitely. Just, definitely. We, we, we just normally neglect our health. And you should not be the same to the podcast, the side effects of that. So just quite <laughs> yeah. as well. Okay, Annie. Uh, do you mind? Oh, go on, go on. Sorry, TJ. I didn't mean to interrupt you while you're drinking your gin tonic. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Mark. I just wanted to say one more thing before we finish off. I'd like to um, say hello to our six consistent uh, listeners who in Oman who listen to us every week. 
Oh, and the boys. Shout out to the boys and the girls. We need to get, if one of those listeners from a man get in, uh, in contact with us, I think we should get him on. 100%. Definitely. So, to the listener, <laughs> to our listeners in Oman, get on to How's us. Going? We'll get you on. We'll get you on. How's it going? How, How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. On All right. Sure not- DJ, sign us off to fuck with you. <laughs> Definitely. Point after this, actually. I know, um, to be fair, and just to thank all the listeners, the listeners of the podcast that are interacting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. It's terrific. And just before I finish, any ideas or suggestions that you have on it? We have a poll on it at the moment. And any ideas or suggestions, you can find us or email us also. That's where we have to leave it, lads. Thanks a million. I won't say I enjoyed it because of all the slagging I got. I thought I'd get a bit of respect. Oh, we went handy on you this week, he did. Fuck off. Yeah. Did you ever show up like and stop giving out to you? Morning, like little bitch. Like. You need to grow up, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'll just grow up. Like, yeah, yeah, TJ. Yeah, TJ. Anyway, yeah, TJ. I'm signing off, lads, <laughs> from myself, uh, Liam, Anthony, and Mark. Chat to you next time. See you, lads. Hey, Listen, guys. Talk yeah, to you soon. Don't me. Good luck. Mimi. Thank you for listening to the Two Two Hands hands in a Hurry podcast.